Thanks for listening to a new episode of Standby Secrets. This is Matt. And this is Millie. I'm back from my London trip. Welcome back, Millie. I know we heard you on the last week's episode, but that was recorded <laughs> before. So uh, actually, welcome back. Yeah, I went uh, for eight. I was on vacation technically with work and stuff for eight days, but I was really only in London for six days. I, it felt seven longer. days, seven days technically, but I flew out um, early in the morning on that seventh day, so I don't really count it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Was it too short? Mm-hmm. I have already. I'm like, I'm having the post trip blues. Oh yeah. <laughs> I definitely don't feel myself. I'm like slugging around, and it's half because of the time change. Because I got used to it. Even just after six days, I got used to the London time, and then also like, man, am I sad? Kind of to be back. <laughs> Yeah, the U.S. is just not as fun. No. And you know what? I have grown a great appreciation for trains while I was there. That's I, good. I, I understand now why, like, people have, like, uh, train models. I'm like, I get it. I love trains also now. Well, when they're nice and they're everywhere and they're convenient, they're, I don't know if they're clean, but they're convenient and they get you everywhere. Clean and, enough. Yeah. Yeah. And cheap. Like, that's great. Mm-hmm. You don't need a car. Not not having to depend on a car is so nice, actually, because you don't have to park it anywhere. You don't have to, like, worry about, I don't know, like, right now my car is leaking oil. So you don't, <laughs> <laughs> so you don't have to worry about Honestly, that. get rid of it. Take the train. Take the train. I wish I could. The I Denver could. light rail. <laughs> and some heavy rail. It's, it's, uh. But I'll get, I'll get more into it, but I literally didn't wait more than five minutes for intracity traveling that's nice yeah Ugh, i'm getting sad talking about it but well, let's I, go let's let's break it down yeah. tell us about every you know every step of the way how how did it come about and everything so basically i knew i wanted to take a trip with my best friend we've been to three other countries before this trip um and uh the UK was going to be the fourth for us. And so we knew we wanted to do a trip this year. We knew we wanted to do it very, very cheap. Ideally, we would have liked to non-rev it, but the confirmed tickets were so cheap that we found. It was like not even like, why would we non-rev when we can just get confirmed seats? It was $500 round trip. Yeah, and it was, what, 100 bucks more, maybe a little bit yeah, more than that yeah. than if you had non-rev, but you had the peace of mind, mm-hmm. you had the confirmed seat. Yep. And... Yeah. I mean, you don't do a ton of international non-revs, so it's just it's just a little easier because we're zetting too. Yeah, but you know what? I did non-rev to to uh, Orlando, so like it flew out from uh, Miami to Gatwick, um, and so we actually had to go drive to Miami and then go to Gatwick from there. Now you took British Airways on the way there, or was that American? It was British Airways. On the way there. Yeah. I think we actually had a layover. Um, crud, where did we have a layover? We had a short layover. Um, oh, my gosh. I think it's so silly. I think we had a short layover in Orlando. So I think we went from Miami to Orlando. Oh, really? Or Orlando there. I think so. Because on the way back. We, it was America. It was it was, it was uh, American British. first and then British. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah. But it ended up working out. Like I said, I did non-rev on the way there. So that kind of like the other girl that we were traveling with, she had to buy a ticket to go Mm -hmm. to Orlando and then also to do London. So she paid a little bit more than me. 
but she doesn't work for an airline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, did you go into lounges in Miami or anything? Did you have a really nice Turkish Airways lounge uh, there? No, we worked short on time on the way there, but we did do lounges on the way back. Okay. Yeah, so we did. I did a couple lounges on the way back from um, Gatwick, and then like we stayed in Gatwick lounges. Okay, so let's uh, let's bring it back. How was British Airways? Is it your first time flying them? Yeah, it was my first time flying them. They were actually so nice. And, you know, it's those really big planes that has, uh, I think it's three seats, four seats, and three seats. 777 or a 787 most likely? Yeah, I should have I should have written it down because I knew you would have asked that question. Or but, A350, it could have been that too. Yeah, it was a really big plane. And um, they fed us twice while we were there. Um yeah, they fed us, and I felt comfortable. I didn't feel, like, too claustrophobic. It was a really long flight, though. I've got to say eight and a half hours. Do you sleep? Um, You know how bad I am with that. Kind of. Not really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then there was, you know, movies and stuff. The internet wasn't free, but they had enough things going on that I wasn't too bored. So you land in Gatwick. What's the first thing you do, and what was your first impressions even coming into land? Oh, actually, it was kind of fancy coming into London because I thought I was going to have to, you know, go through customs and like have to talk to a real person. But all they made me do was scan my passport and take a picture. And then I just like no real person at all. No real person at all. Oh, wow. Like there were people obviously like it was like kiosks almost with like the train doors that like blocked you and opened whenever you were good to go. Um, And there were people like walking back and forth to kind of mandate those kiosks but no no real person it was so fast i was like i was oh, really impressed and everything was very clean and the, there was no line to to even do the the kiosk so like you literally like walk up to the kiosk you scan your thing and you're out that's and, nice and we didn't bring any um like huge Large amounts of bags. cash. Oh well, <laughs> that's it. $12,000. Actually, I didn't bring any cash with me. I went the whole trip with with just my credit That's card. good. I mean, it's kind of weird. You sh- I wouldn't necessarily I would never honestly I would never bring cash of my f- home currency or foreign cor- currency. Um I guess just kind of a little tip. I know you don't have this card and you were able to use your card the whole time. That's great. Yeah. If you go to a country that relies more on cash, Definitely would recommend getting the Charles Schwab uh, investor yield high yield checking account. So it sounds fancy. Really what it is, is just a checking account. They give you a brokerage account on the side, but you don't have to use it. The great benefit with this card is worldwide, no foreign transaction fee debit card, which I wouldn't use, right? You can get a normal no transaction fee credit card. But you can take out cash and they reimburse ATM fees around the world. I'm talking about like Las Vegas. I'll reimburse a $12 ATM fee. Um, Obviously, foreign countries, things like that, they can charge a big ATM fee. So you can take their foreign country currencies cash out at the prevailing exchange rate with no extra fee. Never, ever go to one of those um, booths because they give you a horrible exchange rate. I don't understand why people do that in this. Because they don't know any better. Oh, I guess that's fair. And they don't have a card that that does that for them. So I, just a little plug there is that's, that's a really great card. And a lot of people that are world travelers have that card. I did talk the girl that um, we were traveling with into an Amex card. I talked her into it. Which one? Platinum. She was She's in the military. Ooh. so. She, oh, did you refer her? I did, but she didn't use it. I was so sad. SMH, guys. I know. Come on. 
we provide a lot of free <laughs> advice. Um, not just, you know, on the podcast, but in person. So we really love it when you use that referral link because it's just like kicking us a little back back to us. And it's not like you're giving us cash and it doesn't cost you anything really. You know, you're just helping us fund a little trip or something <laughs> like that, you know, for the free advice, especially. I, I mean, I understand the podcast is a little different because it's, you know, not tailored to you. But if I, you know, I've given many, many people 45 minutes of my time to go through the credit card with them mm-hmm. and what fits them. And uh, I kind of expect to use the referral if you're going to get a 45 <laughs> minutes to an hour of me explaining something and doing research for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I was I was kind of sad, but I am happy that she got it because it's free to her and there's lots of benefits and maybe it'll entice her to travel a little more. Yeah. But um, what were we talking about before that? Okay, so you you get you didn't have to use your card at all. I mean, where did you stay? Everything like that in London. What did you do? Okay, so actually, we were looking all over the place for like accommodations because we did have somebody to stay for free later in the trip, but we really wanted to stay in London for the first two nights because it didn't make sense because he lived an hour away from London. And so we were like, we're already in London when we land and we land pretty early in the day. So we have the whole day to just like be in London. We don't want to waste time like commuting and stuff. Yeah. You want a convenient location. Yeah. So we actually um, looked all over the place for like cheap hotels and something about hotels in, in Europe, it's hard to find hotels with large beds or a large room for that will accommodate a multiple lot of people multiple right because it's like very small rooms for, in in the uk and so we were having issues with that it was also really expensive because we're silly and we didn't yes so we actually didn't plan our trip in accordance to the coordination at all it kind of just like fell in our laps that we would be there um you didn't care about the new king of england I wouldn't say that. I would say that I just didn't plan my trip around him. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so prices were really expensive. You know where I got actually the best deal? ID ninety. Actually, we were looking all over the place for it, and ID ninety actually gave us the best deal. It was um a a one room. It had three individual twin size beds, okay. which I've never seen before. They like the twin size beds in like European things. I I've heard and oh, seen. Oh really? Okay, so yeah, that was super common. Every whole and they'll like combine them together sometimes too. Oh really? I, I don't yeah. know. I it was perfect for me because I was like I can have my own bed and still yeah. have the two other girls with me in the same room and we can split this. Mm-hmm. It ended up being a little less than four hundred dollars. So split three Ooh. ways. That's Holy the cheapest. Crap. That oh was my the cheapest room. And what is the lesson here, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, use Listen. points or look at the hotels before you go a little bit. Yeah, or also like don't make do sure the coronation. you don't. No, you yeah, make sure you know what the heck is going on where you're going and and holidays and stuff like that. Four hundred was this like a like a low, like a budget hotel? Yeah. I will tell you what, though, Ouch. this is kind of like too in depth, but they had like scary hallways. LOL. <laughs> I don't know. It's like really long and old looking hallways. I felt like a. And then at one point in the middle of the night, the lights started flickering. I was like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I immediately left. But yeah, it was definitely budget. And then it was $400 for two nights. 
Oh, two nights. Yeah. Okay, that's more reasonable. I thought yeah. it was four hundred oh, each night. No, that's no. a lot for no. a low budget hotel. No, no, it was it, it was for two nights because we stayed for two nights and three days in London for the very first. So what all did you do in London? Um, the first, well, all we did, we were all we did. Um, once we got off the plane, because we got off the plane at like nine a.m. Um, so we had so much day to go off of. So basically, I we got to the hotel and we immediately wanted to walk. And like I said, we were in a really centralized location. We were maybe a little a little shorter from a mile from King's Cross Station, which is like the main station. Okay. And that's kind of where we came out of because we're silly and we didn't know um, that we actually had a station that was like less than 0.2 miles away from our Do hotel. You use Google Maps. We did, and we also used City Mapper. City Mapper was a lifesaver, actually. I had to download it specifically for this trip, um, and it told you where you needed to walk to, what trains you needed to take, what when you needed to switch your routes, and it was better than the, um, I guess the, the the actual train app. I did a lot of research before. I never heard of this app. City before. Mapper. Yeah, I never heard of it. Yeah, it. It worked so well. It actually helped me, like, from the start of when we got there. It helped me get from uh, Gatwick to our hotel area. But Interesting. But I, I must have misread it wrong because we had a station, Russell Station. Um, it was kind of, like, not as big of a station as, like, your main ones, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And so it, I didn't – it gives you multiple options how to get there. Um, and I didn't realize that it would just be less of a walk. I think it was more of a train time that you'd be in a train, but it was less of a walk. So I didn't choose that option. I just chose the shortest amount of time. Yeah. But I would have much rather been in a train for longer. Yeah, and you're just not sitting there chilling. Yeah, because we we had to like take all of our luggage and cobblestone streets and lol and do <laughs> the that. cobblestone you know on with, the, with the checked luggage everybody was doing it it wasn't okay. it wasn't just like three random chicks like <laughs> on a on a on a wednesday you know bringing their luggage and it, it seemed like it wasn't just americans either i was listening to accents and stuff like that it sounded like People were traveling, I don't know, from short distances to London for like maybe a night, night or two. And they were also well, the London. coronation. Yeah. Lots of people, I'm sure. So there was like a lot. I didn't feel embarrassed about it, but it was very like challenging. Uh, but we ended up walking to the theater district from our hotel. It was maybe like a 15 minute walk. And we just kind of got lost in that area. There was this cute little market with a bunch of stuff. I bought art from there to hang on my walls. And um, there were, like, these homemade candles and stuff. You know, all of the stuff that you'd find in, like, a mart. But one of the coolest things about that area was the uh, Royal Opera House. It It's in that area. And essentially, if you just walk in, like... I don't know if you're supposed to pay. I every everywhere is saying that it's free besides like buying a drinks up at the top. But um you just walk in. There's going to be like kind of security guards immediately as you walk in, but just like just keep walking. Don't Act even like you know acknowledge. What you're doing. Yeah. And just keep going up the stairs. It goes up 3 levels, I think. And there is the most beautiful view there and it's free and everyone's just drinking wine and like having a good time and it the glass it's like a glass um sliding door so you can open it so that way you're like literally letting cold like air in 
So it's kind of like a balcony, but it has like. Okay, so what is this thing? I'm so confused what it is. See, it's an it's opera a house. It's a royal opera house. And then. And all you want is the view, really. Oh, so you're only okay. going for the view. It's free to get in. Um, you walk, you go up the third to the third floor, and it's kind of like a balcony, but there's windows that kind of protect you. I'm guessing because it gets rather cold in the UK. Um, and so they don't want it to be like have it open. It's openable windows. Okay. Um, and so it just had like an amazing view for free. And I actually didn't buy any drinks because I was trying to like be cautious of money at the time. Um, I should take advice (laughs) on my travels. I was just trying to be cautious of money. So I didn't get a drink and all we did was like stare out at the, at the beautiful view. It was kind of like, um, I don't know. It was just so pretty and it. It felt like a dream. You could see the eye from there. The the like, yeah, London eye. Yeah, the London eye. You could see it in like the corner, and it was just so pretty. So if you're looking for like a free thing to do, walking around the theater district was really fun. It took up a lot of our time actually, and then the Royal House has a really nice view. And then from there, we kind of went back, and we were so tired because, like I said, I have a hard time falling asleep on air, um, planes, and so did they, I guess. So we actually went back to the hotel room. And we took like a two-hour nap. That's that's so normal. Yeah. Really, honestly, yeah. After a long trip like that, yeah. Almost everybody, you you try to you try to keep stay awake, but you gotta take a nap. Yeah. So we took a nap, and then after that, there's this cool free thing that we did later in the night, which was also in the theater district. They have this like free. Um, it's kind of like an interactive museum full of like. It's like TV screens and stuff like that, um, and it's all digital stuff and um, digital patterns that move and are interactive with the people. So, like, you could stand in front of the screen and, like, move your body, and then the screen will, like, fall, like do what you're doing. Um, and it's just, like, it's outdoors, which I wasn't expecting. I was expecting it to be a free indoor thing, but it was outdoors. It was out- free, though. Yeah, it was outdoors. Wow. They would charge for that in America, 100%. Oh, for sure. It was kind of, um, I don't know, kind of like I, I felt like I sh- a DJ should have been there and everyone should have been like bumping, you know? Like I f- the atmosphere was just like, a he- imagine like the biggest TV that you've ever seen and then like quadruple it wow. and all around. And it was also on the ceiling. So like all of the um, illustrations that moved like did it all over. And I think the way that they pay for it is with ads. Because a bunch of times, yeah, we were there for quite a long time, just like getting lost in the visuals. And um, yeah, after like maybe 20 minutes, uh, like the the Queen Charlotte um, trailer would play. And I'm like, oh, this is for sure how they're paying for it. I don't know what that is. It's like a new show that's coming out. Oh, okay. So there's just like like, an ad. I didn't think there was a real Queen Charlotte. No, no, no. (laughs) It was just an ad. Uh, Yeah, it would play ads every once in a while. So I think that's how they're paying for it. But it was really awesome. It kept us entertained for like a couple hours. And then I I really wanted to go to a comedy show. um, Interesting. In the area. It was like in this like kind of dive bar pub, but they also sold like comedy show tickets. But it's British comedy. Is that even even funny? I don't know. (laughs) We didn't end up going though because we'll learn this later on in the trip, but it seems like you have to be, you have to plan ahead for those people. It was sold out. Okay. And it could have been because the coronation, like it could have been like the surge of people coming in had like so much extra demand and not enough seats, obviously, but. Yeah, I, I didn't end up going, but we were so we were still pooped, even with two hour naps. So we we slept early that night. 
the next night or the next day we did all of the uh we woke up early we did all of like the um seeing big ben going to the buckingham palace doing all of like the um basic but necessary thing like london stuff yeah going on to the main attractions nine um, and three quarters yes nine and three quarters i hated every second of standing in that line by the way but it's okay <laughs> and it was just the wall that said it was nine just and three the wall quarters. that said nine and three quarters and the line took i i think like an hour um and i was very an unhappy camper but it kept my friend happy and so i love you and that's why i stood in that could, line <laughs> could you have just taken like a picture off to the side or something no they had people like there was a store right behind nine and three quarters. So they made like a Harry Potter store. Yeah. And so they had like professional photographers trying to capitalize on um, like, oh, we'll sell, we'll sell you professional photos. Yeah. So they like they overtook it and like every single person had took like five minutes to take oh, a couple no. photos. So like you can imagine. So is that like an overrided thing? Don't do it. Don't waste your time kind of thing. Personally, I wouldn't. But if you're, if you're really a into fan. a big fan of Harry Potter, and I like Harry Potter. I do too. Uh, um, Harry from Harry Potter was my first, like, crush. <laughs> LOL. As a little <laughs> kid. <laughs> but I, 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 loved it. I loved the movie and the series, but I'm not that much of a fan. And another thing about that is uh, you could actually go to um, the studio where they actually filmed. Oh, that would be so cool. Yeah, it it would have been if we were more prepared. <laughs> because <laughs> Reservations, guess, people. Yes. Plan ahead on the reservation side, I guess. Harry Potter fans are very prepared because it was sold out for like a week and a half in yeah. advance. Um, and, I mean. Did you see anything with the coronation going on? Oh, yeah. Buckingham Palace was kind of tainted a little because there was so much um like fences and cameras being set up and so you didn't really get the feel full beauty of Buckingham Palace because there were so many things being blocked off because they want I'm pretty sure there was like parades and stuff that were probably yeah. happening um and so they wanted to make sure that um the people in the parade were secure and safe and they wanted to probably film it and so and they it was just like not as pretty as it could have been because of the coordination because they were setting up. That makes sense. Yeah. That was kind of a bummer, but and they had streets blocked off also already before the actual coordination date, which made it a little more difficult for us to walk around because we had to like make larger squares, I guess, to avoid the streets that were blocked off, which was kind of unfortunate for us, but I mean, it's it's kind of a once in a lifetime thing, yeah. Um, to to be a part of that, which is kind of cool that I get to say that I was there for it, but I didn't actually see it because we left. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, the girl that we were with left at the end of that day. I want to say, um, she was meeting someone, and and she, we we were gonna meet up with her later. And so um, it was just my friend and I, and we just did a lot of sightseeing in London. And after two or three full, like, pretty much three full days of sightseeing, you pretty much seen all of London. Like, all of the parts that you would kind of hope to see yeah. for a trip. So we left feeling fulfilled after three days of just, like, nonstop walking. I wish I was wearing my Apple Watch because I, I walked a lot. Yeah. I was My feet were, like, in so much pain, especially after going from, like... 
working at our job, we really don't walk that much. We're at a desk all day. To we like, have a rolling chair. <laughs> to, we just roll around the building. <laughs> to walking, to walking miles and miles. My feet were in pain. Um, but after that, we went to this small town in Swindon. Um, it's not really like an exciting town, but we had free lodging there. So we didn't have to pay for hotels for two nights, which was really nice. And, and, uh, kind of give, I have, I know nothing about Swindon. I mean, what, what's there? What? Um, a military base. So my friend has the one that got the Amex card. She had a friend, um, who was also in the military. So he lives in that town. Got it. It's a small uh, military base. So not too many people have to go there. Um, but yeah, there's really nothing in, in Swindon. I wouldn't have stopped in Swindon if I didn't have to or if I didn't have if it wasn't worth it to me. But you know what's twenty minutes away from Swindon? Bass. Oh, I was gonna say Stonehenge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also also Stonehenge was really close too. Okay. But um going to Stonehenge, we did Stonehenge first and then Bath second. Going to Stonehenge, um, I don't know how we would have done it without a car. The the her, my friend's friend drove us there. I'm pretty sure we would have had to buy a bus, like a, like a tour. tour bus, um, that took us there. But Stonehenge was totally worth it. And it was like raining on us really, really Fitting. hard. And I just felt like, I felt like, yeah, it felt like it fit the scene. And I, I, you, I, you I wasn't see, even I, sad. I feel like I, I, every Stonehenge picture I've been seen. Um, it's not, it's not, it's not sunny. <laughs> it's like gloomy. Maybe. I've, I don't know. That's just what I picture it as. All of my pictures don't like showcase how much it was raining there. Like I was standing outside for maybe two minutes and I was drenched. Now be honest. Was it impressive? Yes. For five minutes. <laughs> I was thinking that too. <laughs> hmm, wow. <laughs> they put the rocks up there. That, well, those are big rocks. <laughs> But that they were able to stack them, that's impressive. It was very okay. beautiful. All right, it let's was, go. And I got some really good photos. It was a good photo session. And I get to say that I, I've seen it. Like, it's really, really cool. Um, there's like a small museum before you go to Stonehenge. And what's weird is you catch a bus from the museum center to Stonehenge. So they have a lot of cars parking up there? Yeah, probably. That's kind of like some of the Grand Canyon, too. Yeah. Um,. But yeah, I mean, it's definitely worth it. I would definitely go see it. I, I would have done it again. Now, what about Bath? I honestly, I've heard the name. I don't know anything about it. Bath was so like such a romantic town. You walk out and you feel like you're in a movie. Like if if you're going anywhere in the UK, I would definitely recommend Bath. Um, you just walk out and all of the buildings are still very old, but kept up very well. Um, everyone is walking around. They have a really, um, I guess old building that is like a, a complete circle around. It's just cool to see. It's like an old building that's actual apartments. Like people are still using it for apartments today, but it's a big circle around, um, like a, like a big tree and it's that's just really weird. cool. <laughs> <laughs> it is really weird. Uh, but it's really, really beautiful to see. I think it's like one of the oldest like housing in Bath or something like that. It has some sort of importance. But it was just awesome to see. If you guys watched the show Bridgerton, 
Nope. Okay. Bridgerton was shot. Some people do, though. Yeah. <laughs> Bridgerton was shot in Bath, so you get, you get to see some of the cool things. Also, like, the main attraction of Bath is that it used to be a, um, like, a bathhouse um, in the oh, Roman days. Oh, that's why. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so uh, they had this natural hot water spring, and they ma- they used that natural hot water spring and made man-made tunnels, so that way it could go Whoa. into multiple baths in this big building. Oh. And it's still intact today. Did you go? Yeah, I did. That's you, so cool. You have to I, That's one of the most interesting things I've heard. Yeah. And they, ha- they have, like, this whole museum that you, you walk through, and they have, like, coins from, like, the Roman er- Roman days. Um, Wait, do you go in the baths or no? They're no longer no, there. No, you okay. can't. You can't I, Sorry, when I say interesting, baths. like, I just unexpected. Like, I had never heard of that. Yeah. Well, why can't you bathe in the baths? It's, like, not hot anymore. It's not really? hot. Really? Oh. Okay. You know what? In my head, it's like it's like uh, you know hot springs. I thought it was like a hot spring. Yeah, it was like, way yeah. way back. In, but it's like, no longer hot. Yeah, that's sad. It's like <laughs> I think I remember seeing four ninety something AD, which is really really old. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we are history. Don't know majors. how old at all, but it's old. Very old. Very old. <laughs> As you can tell, we're history buffs. Like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just really cool to see, though, and we got some awesome pictures. Um, it is a little too crowded, though, um, even though they time it. So, like, you have to purchase a ticket in advance and then book a time slot. It's still too crowded, in my opinion. Interesting. Anything else in Bath that's worth seeing? Um, just, like, the whole town. There's this, like— It's romantic. A, it's just so romantic. It's, you, it's so walkable. You could do the whole town. Um— Everything fits the vibe of Bath. Like, there's no modernness um, to anything. It just feels like you stepped back in time, almost. Interesting. Yeah, I would definitely. That was my actually favorite, second favorite place that I went. So what was your favorite? Um, so after we did Bath, I'll get to my favorite place a little later because that's a little closer to the end of the trip. And I just want to cut in here and say Six days you saw this many different places. It's oh, really yeah. impressive. Some people would just stay in London the whole time. So that's awesome. I would have been bored staying in London the oh, whole wow. time. I think I would have You're going to ruffle bored. some feathers with that one. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. I, I, I Honestly, I just want to like cut. Also, I've never been to Europe. So oh, really? This is cool. That, yeah. This was my first time. Yeah. I don't want to say I would have. I guess I could have been bored. But I just like. I really like to get my bang for my buck when I go places. So I'm like, I want to see it. As many things as I can see, and like hopping on the train just made it so much easier to do. So I'm like, heck yeah, I'm gonna take this opportunity to see. Literally, I'm gonna cram everything as much as possible so I can get it in my brain and say that I really enjoyed this trip and then the money was worth going. Yeah. So, what's the next place you went then? So, we went back to Swindon to get another free night's rest. <laughs> and then we went to Cardiff. Um, which is in Wales. Interesting. So we went to another country, which was amazing, which was kind of out of our plan. We weren't expecting to go to Wales, but when we were doing research while we were in the UK, we were like, wow, these trains are actually, like, extremely good to the point where we could go to another country. Yeah. So um, Cardiff, Wales has a cool castle, probably... Um, the guy that we were staying with, my friend's friend, he said that was actually the best um, castle that he's been to. And he's been living there for more than a year. And he's been traveling to like, I think he's been to 15 countries in the last year, which is very impressive. But kind of easy when you're in Europe. Yeah. So 
Um, he said that was the 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 castle in Cardiff, Wales, was the best castle that he's seen so far. And there, let me tell you, there's a lot of castles in <laughs> that I, I see in passing. So if he's seen a good amount, and that was the best one, and I can tell why because you you walk in and there's kind of this like ratty old older uh, castle that you you do first, and it's very like bare bones, like nothing really going on. It seemed like now that I'm looking back at it, it's more like a lookout, like oh, okay. where people would have looked out to make sure that there's no invaders. A look out maybe. where people look out. Yeah, I'm look kidding. out where people look out. <laughs> um, and then the real castle is like very opulent. I've never seen so much detail and like and like. I don't think it's wallpaper at the time. Maybe not, but like it was like hand painted walls. Oh, so like okay, so help me. Let me picture this here. So, is it stone on the outside? Stone on the outside, yeah. But it's actually still like kind of um like a real interior. Yeah, a real interior. Wow, fancy. It had um like a living room. We couldn't even go into all of the rooms, so I'm sure there was way more rooms. But I think there were two living rooms, um a library, um uh, a dining room and then a, a mini dining room and it said like oh this mini dining room was only for the family <laughs> so I was like dang this is really fancy and like I was saying there was like gold uh like gold um what do you call them busts, busts Bust? okay. and, and like sculptures that were attached to the walls um the windows were like those pretty windows where they like have pictures that stained is glass, a, stained right? glass yeah. windows um it was just really beautiful and i was like wow definitely do the 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 lookout one and then you'll be really happy when you go to the to the good castle cardiff wales castle got it and you know what when we got into cardiff that's the snapchat that i i sent to you where they were like literally partying like it was wild because you get off of cardiff uh the cardiff station um and it's right across the street to a college so it's a college town i was like oh i didn't know that um and so yeah people were like because um because it was coronation weekend it was a sunday when we arrived to cardiff they were um we didn't know this at the time, but Monday was a, a holiday. We had oh, it off. So they were it. like just partying and yeah. It was like it seemed like a really fun town. But when in the morning it was still kind of messy from the party. Like, from the party before. It was like the whole street too. The whole street. Um but yeah, that was pretty fun. I got a hotel actually again from ID ninety for pretty cheap. I think it was only $90 um, last minute because we didn't know we were going to go to Cardiff. So that's pretty good um, with two twin size beds. And it was right across the street from the Cardiff, Cardiff Castle. Okay. Yeah. Nice. And then we had to leave Cardiff kind of fast. I think we left it. We got there at night and we left like in the afternoon. So we really didn't get to spend that much time because we really wanted to go to this small town called Clavelli. It's on the coast of um, of the UK, on like the upper northwest. Okay. And it's in like this uh, district called Devon, and it it's just a town that we saw on TikTok. Like TikTok actually made us do it, and <laughs> it would have it took us three trains and a bus to get there. But remember how I told you that Monday was a holiday? Yeah. Yeah, we messed up because the bus that 
we were going to take originally um, that was two pounds only per person, which is really, really cheap. It was a 80-minute bus ride, um, and it, but it was only two pounds for it. Um, it didn't run on holidays, and we were like, oh, this is so bad. So This is a lot of commitment for this TikTok town. <laughs> I know, but it was just so beautiful, and I wanted to see ocean. Yeah. So I really wanted to make it to a coast of some sort, so I think it was worth it. Any, I think any... Um, coast that we would have went to would have taken that long okay so might as well do it in in the town that i wanted to do it in and then also see the coast so what are the first impressions what it how was the journey also just i mean i know the 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 issue with the bus but how, how about the rest of the journey um well we ended up having an issue with the bus like i said um we ended up catching the bus anyway a different bus to a town closest where we originally got off of the train it it was only a 30-minute drive, and the taxi service um, quoted us 200 pounds for a 30-minute drive. So we were like, uh, uh, no, no thank you. And so what we ended up doing was um, we caught a different bus to get to the closest that we could get with bus. And and how did you find out what bus? And, uh, buses can be very challenging. City Mapper. Okay, nice. City Mapper had the bus routes also. That's so nice. that was really, really. How helpful. did you buy bus tickets? Um, it's all tap. That's that's really that's yeah. Really nice. So he, you walk into the bus and then he asks you what stop you're getting off at, and then you tap your card. That's awesome. Yeah, if you don't have tap and if you don't have tap, they'll probably get like a little annoyed at you because you're not fast enough. Because my <laughs> friend didn't have tap and they were like, "Oh, I have to put it in." <laughs> and they were like, "Oh, okay." It was just kind of caught them off guard because everybody is tapping. That's awesome. Yeah. And like I said, I didn't need any cash the entire trip, so. So you get to the town finally. I get to a, a cl- town closest to the oh, town. Oh, okay. And then we call a different taxi service, and then we literally only traveled maybe 15 minutes away from the destination we were originally at, and then that taxi service tr- uh, quoted us only 60 pounds, so we took it. Okay. But how do you go from— It's a little expensive, from... though, these taxis. I think it was the holiday, right? Oh. So I think they have holiday fares. Or holiday rates. But we end up getting to the town finally. Um, and there's only two hotels there. So there's really slim pickings in terms of where you're going to be staying for the night. And so we ended up spending a good, like, that was our most expensive night at 190 a night. 190 pounds. For this small town. For the small town. But it was so cute, and like it sounds like you kind of got. Was it nice? It was really nice. Okay, actually. okay. And it had the best food that I ate there. Besides, like uh, we ate at one of the best fish and chips places that was rated like top fish and chips place twenty twenty three. Besides that meal, this was the best food that I had the whole trip. And what was, was it in this town? Um, it was just like fresh fish. I had this fresh fish. Um, let me see if I can pick it. Was it, it like a, a was it a fried fish or no? Yeah, I think it was fried and it was freshly caught because it was like um, a fish town. It was called European Place, P L A I C E, and it tasted like crab. Like the, the fish, fish was did. so tender, like it was, and it was so. It was buttery. imitation crab fish. No, no, <laughs> it tasted like um, no, I swear it tasted like crab, but it, it was like a whole fish, like. You know how I bought that whole fish at the restaurant? It was like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> With the head and everything. But it's much smaller. 
It was really, really good. Um, and they locally, they caught that fish locally. So it's like, oh, this is really cool. Yeah. And then um, another cool thing that I got was like crab, like fresh crab that they caught as well. What kind of crab? Um, it was like a red, I, I didn't see the actual name of the crab, but essentially what they did was they served it in the crab head. And I'm sorry if people get queasy or grossed out. There was blood everywhere. (laughs) But it was in the crab head, and it was kind of, like, mixed up with, like, stuffed crab. But you could tell that the crab meat was really, like, fresh meat. Interesting. Yeah, it was so good. I didn't even know they had crab in the UK. Yeah. (laughs) And you know what? Um, If you're a vegetarian or if you're allergic to have any allergies or anything. Peas. And beans. You just don't like it. You're not allergic to it. Or are you? Wait, What? No, no, I don't I know just, what you're I, saying. I, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> this podcast get a lot off the rails. I was saying peas and beans because that's the only vegetarian thing there is in the no. UK. They're the green stuff. No, you're so wrong. <laughs> um, so when you when you when you walk into a restaurant, they're like they the first thing that they ask you is, um, is there any allergies or any food concerns that we should know about? And I traveled. My best friend that I went with. She is a vegetarian, so oh. they even had a whole separate menu for vegetarians and vegans, which is, like, really rare when you travel. Sometimes it's hard to find vegetarian food and stuff like that for her. So she was really enjoying that. Um, but, yeah, it's hard to find vegetarian food, and so that was actually really nice. And they did it even in that small town. Which What, I, what kind of vegetarian food would you eat? I don't know. I'm not vegetarian. Just kidding. Um... She had like a a pot roast type of thing that had like not meat in it. Okay, obviously. okay, that's nice. Um, and like French fries on the bottom of like this pot pie. Um, she had like quiches. She had a lot of soup actually, which was kind of nice. It was kind of cold, a lot of the days. Um, yeah, and it was just very clear thing. Like it's very user friendly in terms of if you're a vegetarian or a vegan or gluten free. They've got it all covered for you. Don't worry. You have lots to eat in the UK, which I was actually surprised about. Um, but, yeah, they had the best – that little town had the best food. And they also the best views because you're just staring out in an ocean, and the town is quite small. And, and it's not – is it a tourist? It's not really a tourist town. No, it's town. not really a tourist it's town. It's authentic United mm-hmm. Kingdom. Like, of course, they have tourist shops, but it's very small shops with, like – postcards only maybe candy they have a small museum as to how the town was made i looked at rent there because everyone seems so happy to be just living there. lol <laughs> she was about to move over there i looked up the rent i'm not coming back and just 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 to give you um like a comparison i also looked up rent in london and it's like really expensive in london like two thousand pounds per month for an Ooh. apartment um and then I looked up rent for a small little house in that area. It was like 500 pounds a month. Oh, wow. that's a good deal. Yeah. And um, the town is ran by, like, the waitress explained it almost like he's a lord. Like, he's a lord of this town. Interesting. And it's a very small knit, like... Community. Community. Yeah. So everybody knows everybody, it seemed. And something crazy about this town is that they don't allow cars on the main streets of the town and it's all cobbled with the rocks from the beach and so you're walking up and down 
And if you have to carry a lot of stuff, like obviously you have trash or you have, um, there's a pub. So they, I've seen. Drunk people. Yeah. Not drunk people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about more like, um, what are, kegs. Oh yeah. Kegs. kegs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I saw there's this, literally there's this one guy, I think his job is to just look things up and down. The, the town and I saw him like five times do like going up and down it and that he lugs this like wooden sled because he has a wheel no it's just wood like literally pallets of wood on the floor and he just like drags it along with him you would think that they would use wheels no because it's too cobbly oh yeah it's like way too cobbly weird yeah, and then another thing, right along the beach, there's this short walk. It's maybe like 0.3 miles to a waterfall. Yeah, to do it in kilometers. Oh, sorry, I, I can't convert. <laughs> <laughs> I really couldn't do it if I tried. A short distance. Yeah. A very walkable distance to a really beautiful waterfall. Like, I'm talking like maybe two stories high, The wa- and the waterfall is flowing. So it was really beautiful, and no one else was there. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, so I really liked that. It really felt like a small town. It's kind of, uh, There was a lot of old people, which was kind of surprising, um, because I would imagine that it would be hard for them to walk up and down the town because it was steep, and you couldn't drive. So, But there was a, a decent amount of elder, elderly, but it was they very quiet. They must have quiet. strong caps. Yes, they are probably the healthiest elderly people around. But um, it was just a beautiful town. That was my favorite part, honestly. It was just so, it felt nice to close the trip on like a relaxing part. Like, So how was the, that's, that's, it sounds like you really got to experience not just London. You really got to, and, you know, see the whole, like a little slice of a mm-hmm. few different parts of the country, which is really Really fun and interesting. Yeah. And, and it was all in six days, which it is impressive. It was only in six days. I was so exhausted when I came back because I just, like, was all, you know how we are. With yeah. Trips. So I like, guess let's let's kind of get back to, let's get to the return then. Um, how, was, how was the lounges at the airport in Gatwick? And you flew American back? British Airways back. Oh, British both ways. Yeah, British okay. both ways. Okay, just the connection on the American. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah, I, we got there kind of early cause we weren't sure how long it would take. We're foreigners. We don't really know exactly. The exit immigration. Yeah, exactly. Or, uh, no, because we exited when we got there. It's just like, we didn't know. We just no, didn't. Isn't that like an exit immigration when you leave the country, you have to do something? That's not until you get back to the States. You don't have any exit immigration. A lot of countries, when you leave, you have to exit the country. Oh, they I didn't have that. They check your document a second time. I didn't have that. Oh. I went straight to the gate. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. But one weird thing about their TSA is that they want... It kind of threw us off for a loop because we were all packed pretty tight because you get all these cool things from, you know, every place that you visited. And so you end up leaving, of course, with more than you came there with. And so you have to pack more strategically. And that's exactly what we all did. And something that threw us for a loop was that all of your liquids have to be placed in a plastic bag and outside of your your carry-on or suitcase so, or, or your personal item or, or carry-on. So I didn't know that. And mine was kind of tucked away like in my carry-on 
in like a spot that was harder to get to. So I had to like open my my carry on in front of everybody. And then they at least gave you the plastic bag to put it That's in. That's nice. But it just threw us for a loop. All of us had to like put it all in there and then you could only carry a hundred milliliters. Milliliters, yeah. It's the same amounts of isn't that the same amount as ounces? As the same amount as the TSA allows as ounces in the US. In total though. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. It's in uh, basically everything that you could fit in the bag is all you could bring for liquids. Yeah, I've heard before that they're very strict about liquids, definitely. So yeah, we had to. I had to throw away some of my liquids, um, and so did other people. And uh, I did forget. I had like liquid foundation. I forgot to pack that, and they just sent me through. So I don't know how strict they are about it, but I kind of got away with that on hindsight. But yeah, that kind of threw me for a loop. Every we were there three hours early, so we could go into lounges like you were asking, and um, really only priority pass places. Um, the very first one, number one lounge that we went into or we tried to get into was way too busy, so we couldn't go into that one. Um, Is that the nicest one? I think so. I think that's why everyone was there. And then we ended up trying um, two other ones in the area that we were in and it just felt like normal american lounges like there was nothing that made it seem foreign except for maybe whenever you check in um they seat you at a seat instead of you just finding a seat interesting yeah so they like i was just walking in when they said i was good and then my friends miss pardon (laughs) yeah they were like hold on she's trying to seat us and i was like oh i'm so sorry and so she like literally like this is your table. And so I was like, okay, thank you. Um, but the only, yeah, it felt like a normal buffet bar. Buffet bar. There was like a cool pancake maker. You push a button and it makes pancakes for you. So that was like the coolest part. The highlight. Yeah, that was the highlight of the lounges. But it felt like a little diminished because I had it in the second lounge as well. Because I, I tried to lounge hop. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so... It had it in both lounges, so I was like, oh, this isn't special to this one lounge. It's just something that they have here. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, but it just seemed like a normal lounge. Nothing too extravagant or anything like that. But I did use Priority Pass for the first time. Um, I was kind of unprepared because I I did uh, apply for Priority Pass, but I didn't download the app and, like, get the Just get the the Apple Wallet QR code. It's the easiest. Yeah, so I, I failed to do that. So we had to wait a little bit on me so that I could, like... Put, plug my member number in, and then you just, like, log into the account, and then you you can flip the QR code that they want to see in addition to your boarding passes and stuff like that. And then another thing that I was really proud of was that with Priority Pass, you can do two uh, complimentary guests, which is much different than, like, the Centurion Lounge and stuff like yeah. that. <clears throat> um, and so I was able to, like, just bring the two people that I had on as complimentary guests with me because they, um, my best friend doesn't have an Amex and the girl who did have an Amex, she literally just got it. So she didn't do all of the priority pass stuff that she had to do first. So it was just easier to just add her on as a complimentary. Yeah. But it was nice to give her a little taste of like what the card can actually do. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So that was nice. And is that what you were saying that like you used to just ask random people if they wanted to go to priority lounges with you? Is that something that you would do? Uh-huh. Okay. Like, randomly, not every time. I mean, it just depends on the timing and everything. Yeah, I can definitely see myself doing that. But 
Um, we ended up going to uh, Orlando from there, and I had another three-hour layover to get back home to Denver. Wait, I have a question. Doesn't your flight go back to Miami and you just skip the last leg? We did skip the last leg. I was leg. thinking that. Yeah, we were naughty. Uh, you're not supposed to do that. But American Airlines, her name is Millie. <laughs> Look for her on your manifest. I did skip it because it was just... It would have taken longer. Like, we had a layover anyways. Um, so I, I stayed in Orlando, and I went straight from Orlando to Denver. Um, and it was a three-hour layover. And I actually had to text Matt because I was at um, the club lounge in MCO. And I had to text Matt. Is it an F- – or what is it? Is it um, – Proper. Is it proper to to – get more than two drinks or should I only stay at two drinks because I kind of had I was like kind of getting embarrassed going up to to ask for another drink after the second one now it's fine I mean, <laughs> it's just like any other place don't get sloppy I mean if you're there for a long period of time and you can handle your alcohol I don't you know don't get cut, get cut off or anything yeah but. but one thing cool about the MCO club lounge was that they had a QR code for the the chair that you're sitting in um and they served like they gave you stuff that wasn't in the buffet that's they hand- new that's new i think that's new. oh is that new remember the cl- the club lounge in mco with a qr code to order something off not on the buffet that's new it was really good though the the sand there was like this like mozzarella um, and tomato sandwich and it was so delicious. I wish I ordered like two or three of them. Because the club is upping small. its game in Orlando. Holy yeah, crap. it was actually really good. The only thing I wished is that that QR code could give me like alcoholic beverages, but I see why they don't do that. You know what you should have done though. Um, when you flew into Orlando, you should have went to the um, oh into the oh wait. Yeah, you flew back into Orlando. Either uh-huh. way, both of them. You should have went to the um, Plaza Premium Lounge at the oh, International Terminal because that's really nice, isn't the International Terminal Orlando oh, really nice? Oh yeah, it's a it's a long walk, but yeah, it's really nice. You have to like walk super long. I think the guy told me it was like two miles, but I think he was kind of exaggerating. But it was a long walk to get to the actual person. And you know what I have now? Global entry. I'm a yeah, global you entry. Did a little interview? Yeah, I did a um Did it save you time? Yeah. No, well not really. What really saved me time was not bringing a carry on bag or like a checked bag. Oh yeah, you gotta wait. You have to wait for your checked bag and then, then you can go through um customs. Yeah. And so that saved me the most time. Um but what you do when you have global entry is you can either wait six months for an interview or whenever you're coming back into the country, whenever you give them their passport and stuff, you can ask for your interview there and then. And I just, like, he just took my passport. I didn't have to give him any confirmation number, which I was kind of surprised about. I was like, you know, like. It's all connected to your yeah, name. Yeah, You know, your so, biometrics. So, yeah, he just asked me, like, maybe three questions. And it was all about the trip that I just did. He was like, who did you go with? Uh, it's why like the standard you go? question, pretty exactly. much. And now I have Global Entry. I can Yay. just use it all the time for the next five years. That's awesome. Yeah. And I get to write that down in, in my Amex, like, benefits because Oh, yeah, because free. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, overall, it sounds like a great trip. Yeah. Uh, are you gonna? Would you ever not rev back again? Or are you trying to go somewhere else, probably? I would go again. Um, non-rev to London, are you saying? Yeah. 
Or or if you're going to go to long haul, say eight plus hours again, are you going to be trying to use points to buy business? Like I told you earlier in our like at work, um, I think I want to use my points to go to Japan. I think oh, yeah. that's what I want to do. A bunch of people points. I've heard want to do that. I know. So. I, re- I really want to go to Japan, especially like it's open and, and – Speaking of actually too um, – my actually husband just got surprise approved for a green card. Didn't have to do his interview, so we're planning our next trip to Thailand. So I've been looking at points. I'll kind of go through my the process and what I've seen in the next episode. But excited to leave the country again! Yay! It's congrats, Mark! Woohoo! <laughs> I know that was like kind of a stressor, and you guys were trying to get yeah, to Thailand earlier. Yeah, and they kind of was let down with that, not getting the green card fast enough. But I'm glad it was all handled, and that it was like super easy. It sounded like you had all of your paperwork really ready and yeah. stuff like that. So I'm really happy that that was an easy one and done, or not really, but an email that said you're good, and then that's it. Yeah. So, uh, what's the tip of the week then for, uh, it kind of relates to, uh, what, you know, where your, your trip you just did, what's our tip of the week then? Yeah. So my tip of the week would be whenever you're getting into London, you're likely, or maybe not, but if you're catching the train to the city from the airport, it's quite expensive. Um, so if you were to buy the tickets, there's this thing called, um, delay purchases. And so, Essentially, what I would do is I would delay your purchase. So just to give you an example, we got in at 8 a.m. or sorry, 9 a.m. And we bought tickets for 9.30 a.m. And essentially, if we would have purchased it to leave immediately, the ticket to leave immediately or start working immediately, it would have been 144-ish pounds for three people, which is kind of expensive. If you just delayed it 30 minutes, so we set it for 9.30 a.m., it went from 144 pounds to just 40 pounds per— 100 for, pounds, wow. Yeah, for for three people, which is, and it was, like, this really sweet, like, ticket lady who helped us, and she was like, they won't tell you this. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> she was, like, pointing to her coworkers, and she saved us a lot of money. And a cool part about— the 30-minute delay that you're doing. We tried the tickets immediately, try to get in, but it didn't work because it's delayed by 30 minutes. But we tried it again after 15 minutes, and it worked. So it's not even like you have to wait the full 30 minutes. It's possible that the tickets work 15 minutes prior to your ticket starting. So we only had to wait 15 minutes, and we saved 100 bucks or 100, 100 pounds. And so huge savings initially straight off of the bat. That's smart. That's mm-hmm. really smart. I have something to add to that, actually. And this is not from experience, but this is just from knowledge and reading and things like that. If you ever have Star Alliance Gold, so you might get the three United or another different Star Alliance carrier, it's an elite status, you actually can get a free upgrade if you're flying to Heathrow on the Heathrow Express, which goes into the city, and you get a free upgrade to business first from, like, the regular Oh, those coach. are so nice, actually. They're usually empty. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I, when we went in, I saw it, and I was like, ooh, that looks nice to go into. It's closed off by a door. Yeah. Um, and I think you need to, like, probably show something. I yeah. don't know. Um, but it's closed off by a door, and it's empty in there, and it, which is quite nice because we had to stand for at least three stops before we can actually get a seat. 
Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Well, those are some good train tips. The, you know, London train tips on standby secrets. Yeah, I have a kind of bonus one. It's more like a remember, a remembrance is whenever you're leaving the country, make sure that you uh, notify your phone because I was reading that at least for Verizon, um, if you don't notify them before letting them know that you're going to be needing international um, coverage, that you won't be able to do it while you're there. Which is insane. But T-Mobile... How much did it cost for you to do that? $10 a day. Okay. You should have hit me up. Uh, you could probably got have got an eSIM or just got a SIM there and saved a lot of money. What? Really? Uh-huh. $10 a day is kind of expensive. It is. I was, like, really upset about 60 it. 60 bucks. Yeah, you could have got an eSIM or a, a regular SIM. Lesson learned. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much uh, for telling me about the trip. I'm glad you're back. And... Uh, We'll have some new episodes next week and every week. And I purposely didn't tell Matt anything about the trip yeah. so that we, we could talk about it for the first time. It makes it a little more easier to talk about when he ha- he doesn't know. <laughs> yeah, and she got me a magnet, which I love. Thanks. Oh, yeah, I did get it. Go out of my collection on my desk. This episode was sponsored by Staff Traveler, the number one app to get your non-rev loads. It is used by over 400,000 people from all airlines in the world and built to make your non-rev trips easy and stress-free. Sign up now for free at stafftraveler.com forward slash standby secrets. Anyways, uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Standby Secrets. Uh, Give us a follow on Instagram or Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen. And thank you for listening. This is Matt. And this is Millie. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, let me just give you a little context. Bought us drinks before this. <laughs> oh, Millie, I meant Millie. <laughs> That's all cut out. Okay, listen. Eight percent, baby. But all of the UK, they as soon as you walk in, before they even seat you, they ask you, "Are there any allergies or food concerns that we should know about?" Weak. What? I think that's so sweet. Very progressive. Very progressive. I think that is so sweet that they Not, do that. Okay, cut me saying weak. <laughs> well, this podcast is went way off the rails. Why are you saying these things? <laughs> Where that whole part's getting put at the, in the end of the episode? Was that even English? Oh my god. I've just been sitting here quiet the whole time. <laughs>